0: the sport industry access podcast episode 144 what are the benefits for UK student athletes performing and studying at an American university Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers. As always, each week I like to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry. Especially if you have an interest in going to a university as a student athlete. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Nana Awusu Nyantiki. Nana is the Vice President of Right Track Sport Consulting, where he supports by guiding student athletes and families with regards to the understanding of the American college system. For that reason, I am so interested with regards to Nana's line of work, and it's great to have him on the show. That's when today's episode, Nana will share his sports career journey and explain the benefits of attending an American university as a UK student athlete. Nana, it's great to have you on the show. Please could you share to the listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start?
1: Uh, Ed, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. This is an honour and a pleasure to, to be engaging with you on this topic. And I guess, you know, my sports career, like most people, started at school. I got involved in the sports days, which were a lot of fun. And, you know, at that point, I wasn't really thinking anything of it. And it really, I really have to go back to one teacher when I was about eight years old, nine years old, who kind of realized, hey, this kid might have some talent. And he had been an old cross-country runner himself um, at the national level. And he's like, no, come with me. I'll I'll show you a thing or two. And it really began with running the 100 meters and realizing, okay, I was actually one of the faster boys around. Um, And then From there, that really progressed into playing other sports. You know, the speed gave me an advantage in rugby in football and everything. But as everyone got older and older and faster and bigger than me, I realized the speed was a good asset. But when I got hit on that rugby field, it kind of hurt now, whereas before I was able to avoid it. And from there, really took on athletics as my main sport. And it wasn't really until about 15, 16, where I started to really have some success and Really be competitive on the national scale. Um, And so I qualified for my first uh, English schools in my GCSE year. And that really gave me a lot of impetus to take this forward. And I found a good coach. uh, There's a really good group here in London of about five to six boys my age who were all, you know, the top five or six in the country at the time and started training with them. And, you know, that really gave me. A great engagement to see. There's really other levels to what I was doing. I was kind of in my own little bubble, my little school circuit, and going to see these kind of guys the way they were training. And they actually had triple jump spikes. You know, back then I was still jumping in cross country spikes because I didn't know there was a difference. And that was a really big educational thing for me, being around like minded individuals and people doing things that I wanted to be able to achieve. Um, and there was a coach there, uh, John Vernon, who if you ask any of the kids was influential in all of us and really helped mentor us guide us through and you know i think one year we had the top five or i think top six in the nation all came from his one group all kids from south london and he had gone to university in america and you know suggested to us you guys have the talent and the ability this could be something to really look at and so kind of one by one i think five out of that group of six or seven of us ended up going to the States and really relished the opportunity to compete at the highest level against some of the best in the world. You know, Some of my old competitors are professional athletes to this day, have won Olympic, have won world championship medals. And really getting to mix it up in that was a f- fantastic experience. It's something really novel. But most importantly, it taught me a lot about the career as an athlete is always going to be full of ups and downs. There's always going to be unknowns, um, but having that community, I don't think I would have gone to the levels um, where I gone. Being able to engage with some of my old training partners to see how they're doing in their conferences, you know, all oh, right, hey, I I'll jump to you this weekend. You he beat me there, even though we weren't competing in the same competition. Really having those guys just to you know chat and have some banter with. Um, and they were definitely a key driving force and I was, you know, able to win the Ivy league championships by the time I finished university, which was a really big achievement. And one of the goals I'd set myself, um, when I started university at Princeton, then, um, I'd say that's been the pinnacle of my career. And, uh, I trained for one more year after that to see what the life of a professional athlete was really like. And it's very intense and demanding and a lot of sacrifices. Um, but I think I just got to the point where I already sat back and weighed up everything with the sports where I'd been able to achieve and decided there are other talents that I wanted to engage with that I had or, or pursue um, so I decided to call that a day roughly in about 2016 now, so coming up to three years uh, but it's something I look on fondling and at times I look at my old spikes and think Ooh, could, I, could I come back, but I think no I've with the choice
0: I've made. Look, I find this really interesting, but I've got to go back in time, Nana, because there's some areas which do relate to today's podcast topic. Now, with regards to your decision going to the United States, with regards to going to a university, could you explain that process? But most of all, from a mindset perspective of literally getting on a plane and studying out there, because a lot of that is comes down to a bit of fear for a lot of people, that makes sense.
1: Sure. It, it was a real big decision for me and, and in all honesty i got started very late i knew nothing about the process and i was actually more passing comment from a friend of mine at school who said oh you know america they they really take their sport seriously maybe you should look into that you know and you know, our coach as well as i mentioned was familiar with the process but you know he had done that about 40 years prior and so there wasn't a lot of information at the time, it was a very scary process. And I think I just sent out some emails uh, to coaches and got some positive feedback. And I'm telling my mom, hey, look, these coaches are writing back to me and saying that they'll be interested in having me on the team. And my mom was like, no, I'm not losing my son to go all the way across the world. You should you know, focus here. And I think I nagged her so much that she said, okay, you know what? Let's hop on the plane during half term and go visit these universities, and really see what it's about, and that was a big decision for her, um, to really you know, take a week off work, and make that sacrifice for me, but I think when she saw my motivation, you know, she said okay, let's see, but she told me one thing, my mom's big stickler for education, make sure you're looking at top class schools, that match your academic ability, even if you want to pursue the sports as well, um, and so we kind of went and toured, about six or seven unis in about seven or eight days. So it was a a full on, full on uh, week. And I think we got such positive responses that once I came back and had seen the facilities they had, how they treat athletes, how they allow you to study and compete at the same time, that fear aspect was kind of washed away and it was more so excitement. And I think my mom became more excited than me and said, have you made sure you've done the application? Have you been keeping up with the coaches? And and I think we really fed off each other that it really wasn't until I was finally getting on that plane after I'd been accepted to Princeton and uh, gone through the whole visa process and was like, right, this is real. I'm really leaving my whole life behind me back in the UK. That that really shook me that this is going to be a four-year commitment i would made. And um, I have to say it was great, great decision. And uh, a lot of unknowns, but I'm really glad that I had the opportunity. And, you know, to be honest, a, a huge slice of luck in it as well. Um, and so I'm trying to now understand how that process was and take out that luck element. So that's more about access to opportunities.
0: I think a key learning lesson, what I've just taken from there is with that story with your mum, one rule is listen to your parents, time, <laughs> but also second rule is creating that accountability for each other and i think that's key with any big decisions from a career perspective um, and we're going to go through this in a lot more detail now but from an academic standpoint you mentioned very briefly weighing up your decision with your athletics career what did you wanted to study if that makes sense what really sparked your interest because that's an important decision as well
1: definitely the academics is a huge portion of this process um, and you know regardless of how strong you are as an athlete i think we all have to realize that the sport will come to an end at some point. And hopefully we can prolong that for as long as possible. But having a good, strong academic or career foundation is is key. And I was always very fond of the maths and sciences. And I'd applied to read biology or biological sciences here in the UK to the universities. And that's exactly what I wanted to do in the US. Um, Their system works a little bit different, where it's a bit more of a liberal arts education. You spend the first two years sampling a few different degrees and then at the end of that you, you choose the one degree that you're going to pursue for your final two years.
0: And also from a decision-making when you sort of realise that actually your athletics career wasn't going to be like the Olympics and all that, can you remember that breakthrough moment when you realised, hold on, I've got to figure out that next step after university?
1: Yeah, it's not the... Funnest, you know, thoughts to go through your head when you realise that you've been building towards one goal and, you know, you may not quite get to the pinnacle of your your sport. It, it is challenging um, and it definitely took me a while to to get over that. I think for me, because I'd come from such a strong academic background, it, it, it made me feel a bit more confident that even though I didn't have that workplace experience just yet, that I would be able to transition a lot of the tools I'd learned as an athlete into a very different path. Um, I think it was that um, perseverance, that ability just to, you know, have a little bit of amnesia and go again. And I think the sports had really helped me do that, even in regards to the team building, being able to set goals and work towards them. And that's ultimately, um, I think, how I transitioned, even though I didn't know exactly what I'd be doing once those days were over.
0: I think that's really an important point to highlight on the show, and just looking at sports a bigger picture now. How have you seen sport develop from the last five years from an athletics perspective in general?
1: It's growing um, a pretty fast fast rate as well um, i I even look back to uni and it was you know exciting. We would have like an odd photo shoot. You'd have someone from the university newspaper come and do a small article about you, or the team wants to be qualified for nationals. Um, and those kind of elements but now you know I follow a lot of the unis still on social media and seeing you know there's all these uh, posters made of the athletes So you go back and there's a new building dedicated to the sports and it's really becoming a bigger and bigger even though it's already been huge part of the campus life part of everyone's DNA and I think that's continuing to grow and I think some of those American elements we're starting to see even here in the UK this is how events are promoted, how people are enticed to to be a part, and it's a big deal um, when you're getting involved and getting chosen to, to be a part of it.
0: Now, I want to dig deep now, Nana, with regards to today's podcast topic, and we've talked about your experience relating to this question, but from a process perspective, what are the benefits for UK students who've got that talent and want to apply it to the educational market out in the United States? I think
1: the great thing about America that we do not have here in the UK Is that the sports becomes integrated into part of your degree and that there's a lot of opportunities which a fair number of students don't even realize exist and I think that's a key issue that what we're trying to solve and what we want people to realize is that yes sport is very important but this is all happening in the context of your education and in order to access those you need to be strong in both. And, you know, I think America is great for the fact that once you're in that environment, you're provided with everything. So that includes your gear. You know, you never have to buy your own T-shirts again, really, because they just feed you with this stuff, Um, which is great because that was a big worry for a lot of students. is okay, do I have the right shoes in order to be doing my event? You know, or is there a nutritionist on hand that I can go and see? Is their physio to help me with this nagging injury? I'm able to get into the highest quality competitions, uh, and these are all things the university really provides. And I think that's a really exciting uh, aspect to it. On top of all the bit of the glitzy, glamorous, being in front of the camera for an interview, being flown around the country um, to go to this competition, being able to compete in events such as the pen relays where forty thousand people show up to watch, and Those are experiences I just don't think are very accessible here in the UK. I think there's still very good opportunities to develop as an athlete here. But it happens, you know, few and far between compared to America where sports is a huge part of the culture. You know, from the time you're 12, 13, 14, universities may be looking at you to think, is this someone who one day could be on my roster? And that means... That's a goal for a lot of Americans to go and the whole system is geared around getting you to compete at a very high level in college. And you know, I'd say the last thing on that is the level which you're able to operate is unparalleled. I think it's the most competitive university sports system in the world. And you know, walking on campus, you know, some of the other students in other teams were gold medalists already at the Olympics while still pursuing the undergraduate degrees and I know the UK has a lot of great talent as well but I just think in America it just is on a completely different level um, all in all
0: I think the key thing here is Nana, and this is where I, I'm so glad I did a sports degree in policy and this is important guys, in the UK the sports system is totally different, we've got governing programs, we have lottery systems, we have academies for let's say we'll stick with um, soccer if that's okay because I don't know the athletics well but it is totally different. I do know some people who are in rowing, where they get funded by governing bodies in the states. Everything from the elite end is through the college system. And I'm trying to explain this to the listeners. And if you are a young, you know, 16, 17 year old who is figuring out how to get to the states, when you're in that system, it, and, and you have the talent, you have the right attitude with the coaches, because I've interviewed coaches out from the states. It's um, they basically look around the world picking their athletes for their teams not just the United States but around the world um Paul Laciente really quickly guys who I've interviewed who uh, he's a squash coach you know he gets squash co- uh, squash players all around the world and what I'm trying to explain to you guys it's totally different system and I don't think um, don't get me wrong I went to Durham I know some players who are playing uh, who were playing rugby at Durham and now they're in professional rugby but compared to the, the the statistics it's very few compared to the United States where majority of them went through the college system of some sort. Golfers, most of the American golfers all went through, like Jordan Spieth, all went through that system. And I'm just trying to educate people on that guys because we're going to talk in depth now with regards to what Nana does with regards to his company and I think on that note, I'd love you to share what inspired you to start what you're doing now.
1: Definitely. So I founded right Track with two friends of mine, or two old competitors of mine, actually, um, all from that same training group I mentioned earlier, uh, back in about 2016. And we had all gone through the University American sports process. And as I mentioned, we didn't really know what was going on uh, at the time. We kind of sent out some cold emails, hoping for something back. And in all honesty, we made all the mistakes because we kind of thought it was a similar process to the UK one. So we started in you know, September, October of our upper sixth year. As I mentioned, some of these coaches have been tracking kids from the age they were 12. So me popping up as a 17, 18 year old wanting to get involved was kind of, so, well, was sorry, you're a bit late to the party. And therefore, I, in my case, I had to take a gap year in order to really get to go. And consider these universities and so what we did was we took our own experiences of finding this process really challenging not knowing the ins and out but finally being able to make it to america having four great years of being able to compete against the best study at some of the best universities come out with a strong degree and a strong sense of accomplishment in regards to our sports and realize that we can use our experiences for the better of others so that they can access those opportunities, not just for the next four years, but hopefully something that will set them up for 40 years after that. And that that was really important for us. So what we do is we try and do the whole process. And that means evaluating any student. And that's both academically and athletically to really assess what kind of universities would be a fit. Is this really something that um, you should be doing or considering or not even realize is an opportunity for you because it's a big decision. You know, you're going to university here or even else abroad is a big decision that has to be done in a delicate, tailored way. And so once we've kind of got a good sense of the academics, your sports, we also really want to get to know the person because the coaches, when they're looking for athletes for their team, they don't just look at, okay, what's your best time? How many goals have you scored? How quickly can you row a 5K, for example? It's all about who you are and how you will fit into the culture they're trying to create in their university. So a big part of what we do is really getting to know our students and their families on a one-to-one basis. And then from there, there's a lot of the logistical elements. So you have to sit an SAT, or an ACT, which is a standardized exam for all students who want to go to America. Um, In order to do that, there's a different system. So you have to ensure that you understand how to answer that exam. And we provide tutoring for that. And it's a nice way for us to get more one-on-one time with our students and ensure that they understand the importance of this, because it normally comes at a time where they're focusing on their A-levels or their IB. And so trying to balance that is challenging. And we ensure that they're doing that at the right time. That makes sense because we want the two to complement each other, not kind of knock heads against one another. There's also other elements such as the NCAA Eligibility Center. So again, every athlete who wants to compete in that system needs to ensure that they maintain their amateur status. And this could be anything from accepting gear um, or kit, as we say, becoming a little Americanized, as you can tell, from uh apparel company or accepting prize money at a com- competition or having someone pay for a hotel. And they can be very small things, but we have to ensure that everyone maintains that amateur status so that they can get the full four years um, to compete at an American university. Then there's also matching the students with the schools and getting to know the coaches and the communication aspect is so important because not only is it challenging to find out which universities are interested in you, but when a coach is considering maybe 10, 15, 20 other people for that one slot that he has or that one pot of scholarship money, you need to know how to market yourself or communicate effectively. And I think this is a really important part is actually what I really enjoy is being able to speak with these students and guide them through that is this is how you have a conversation in order to get allow someone to get the best sense of you as a person not just the times or or the distances you may have jumped or thrown and and the coaches now so are really taking everything into account such as your social media for example a lot of them will scroll through so we also do a lot of management on that and ensuring are you presenting yourself in the best possible light yes we want you to have fun and show that you're you know enjoying yourself with your friends and family but don't do it in a way that's going to be to your detriment and ensuring that students understand the importance of maintaining a good clean profile um, and then in addition to that you know we'll help you write your essays as well and It's a process which is very different to UCAS. So most people think, oh, one short essay and I'm kind of done. Every university has its own application process and will ask their own questions. There's one standardized one that goes to a majority of universities. But even then, they're not interested in what do you want to study per se. They're interested about you as a person. So we really help guide them in the sense that how do you – tell your story in the most effective way? How do you show that you're the person who really wants to take advantage of all these opportunities that an education from that institution is going to offer you? Because it's not just about getting in and going to classes and that's it. It's American universities are so well-funded that if you want to go off and you know maybe start your own company or do a trip over the summer or create a new society on campus, they will do everything they can in order to help you do that. And they want to ensure that their students are coming with that kind of mindset is I want to leave my mark on this campus, not just say I passed through its halls and really getting that switch turned on to say, okay, this is what I'd really like to achieve. This is what I'd like to do with this opportunity. That's really important. And then the financial aspect is also very important in America. And yes, there's millions and millions, and I dare say billions, of scholarships given out every single year. And because the typical fees in America can range from anywhere from, say, let's say 20000 all the way to about $80,000 a year, you know, which is a far cry different to the UK, the financial component com- comes in quite strongly. And so with that, A, each university is going to have their own price, unlike the standardized format we have over here, and ensuring that we understand what is a family's needs. Because it's all good and well saying, I need a scholarship. You know, Everyone would like to get a great education for free, but it really comes down to what makes sense for you, your family, and how can we match what we do to your needs and preferences. Because this process is not about us, it's not about our connections with the universities, it's really about the student and their families because they're entrusting us with such an important element of their life, as it were. And we have to realize our responsibility and ensure that we don't just say, here's a full scholarship to a university that they may never have heard of, which may be great to go, hey, yes, I'm a full scholarship. It's really, where's the right university for you? And at times, that really takes mixing and matching the offers you're getting. So you may be getting an 80% scholarship, but 80% scholarship, a university that costs 20000 a year compared to one that costs 80000 a year, is a huge difference in the sum of money that you'll be getting or getting 100 to one but being asked to pay 20 30% to another. Well, if that latter university is really the right one for you, and you're able to afford that amount, that may be the better choice, even if it's not entirely free. Um, And so that's a big part of what we work on is ensuring that we're matching people in so many different aspects and ensuring that this process can be a joy because it is very complex. There's a lot of deadlines and timelines um, to adhere to. And we really want to help people grow and really take ownership of this process Rather than us just being the ones who pull the strings, yes, we, we will go out and do a lot of the work, but we also see this as an opportunity to really help and mentor these students, because the nice thing about our team is that we're all athletes. We've all been through it ourselves. you know, Jonathan, the managing directors, you know British triple jumper. You know we, we've got other um, staff members who are representing GB in, in, in their sports. Uh, And so we understand that competitive element and that drive, the ability to set goals and work towards it. But we also want to impart our wisdom from being athletes or former athletes and giving them the mindset to really think this is a new challenge. It's not going to be easy, but I'm well prepared for this and many more to come down the line.
0: Look, now I find this really interesting and the biggest learning lesson I've just taken from what you've just said. There's so many micro decisions that create the big decision later on down the line. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? Oh,
1: quite a few things. Um, Obviously, running the company is always a challenge, um, but it's it's a good challenge, good problems to have. And we're trying to organize a really exciting event this summer um, where we're gonna get some of the American universities to calm down, to be able to meet um, and see some of the students in action. And I think this is important because where we see ourselves as bridging that gap between the opportunities in the US and the talent pool over here in the UK and in other parts of the world. Um, And we want to ensure that everyone is able to access those opportunities rather than thinking, let's fly out to the States and I don't really know where to go. Um, and, you know, my personal case, I was lucky that my mom was able to um, afford that for me. Not everyone's going to be in that same situation. And we realized that we built a really strong network is why don't we get the coaches here in Europe, here in the UK, have an event. And so we're thinking of doing a camp um, to be more specific where students can sign up, participate and be evaluated by the coaches, have have coaches, give their insights on the process, the same way an admissions officer does at schools when they come and talk, and really give their insights firsthand. Because it's great hearing from me and my team. But we also really want students and their families to hear from the horse's mouth as it were. And I think for parents this is particularly important because if you're going to send your child thousands of miles away to the US where you get to see them only in breaks or when you get to go over yourself and and see how they're doing. A lot of thought has to be put into this process. And if you're able to get as much information up front as possible, that's what empowers you to make the right decisions regarding your child's education in the future.
0: Absolutely. And just going back to your career now, what have you enjoyed so far from this journey from a business standpoint?
1: It's actually, for me, I I found it's it's a new way to channel my sporting days into something else. You know, founding a company was not something I thought I'd do straight away. Um, after finishing competing. And I think it really gave me a sense of ownership, you know, in the same way how I tried to own my training, try to own my nutrition, um, my sleeping schedules, and being dedicated. And I think this journey has taught me a lot about trying to be reflective, really being uh, able to evaluate myself and understand why am I doing well, why am I doing wrong, how can I do things better? It's also really gotten me out of my shell because we're, you know, guiding people. They're trusting a lot uh, in us, what we're telling them, and we need to be able to deliver for them. And that means being good communicators, you know. And so telling someone, yes, all these scholarships are available is great. It's one thing. And I don't want to sell anyone on you can get a scholarship. As I said, we want to be sending students to the right schools, because that's far more important at the end of the day. If you have a fruitful four years, you know, on a 90, 95% scholarship, instead of having kind of a torrid time on 100, that's, I don't feel good um, doing that, even if that's what you've been promised by someone to say, here's 100% scholarship. That, that's not how we work. We don't promise scholarships. We say we will give you every opportunity to gain access to those. And really understanding how to convey that message to you know, the greater population, or even making people aware there's opportunities for you, whether you're representing GB or whether you're just on your school team. There are opportunities for you, and we have to ensure that people you know, get excited about this prospect, because we can all tell um, you know, our clients how great a time we had. But as I said, this process isn't about our experience, it's gonna be about your experience. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that and is willing to take the opportunity with both hands and really drive it forward themselves. So really empowering the next generation.
0: Now, now, I can definitely hear your enthusiasm throughout this whole podcast chat. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students now who are really discovering their passion within the sports industry?
1: Get out there um, is my advice. I think we've been trained and coached in our respect to sports, you know? And I think at times that kind of breathes a little bit of someone's going to tell me what to do. And I think the whole point about being an athlete is when you're on the pitch, where, when you're in the blocks or about to get going, the only person you can truly rely on is yourself. Your coach is there as someone to guide you and get you ready for when the opportunity comes. And you need to take that same mindset and ownership in order to getting started in a career in the sports industry or whichever career, you know, and I think it's important, get yourself a mentor the same way how you have a coach for your sport. Why haven't, why aren't you getting a coach for someone who can guide you in the career path you want to go to or the other goals that you set yourself to achieve and have someone to feedback of that you you feel you can grow with. And through that, that will give you the same confidence that you have on the pitch It'll give you that same confidence in other areas of your life. And I think that can be a really key driver um, to allowing people to springboard success in one domain into another.
0: That is absolutely fantastic. And I really do hope the listeners take that on board because he's absolutely right there about having mentors with regards to your career ambitions. How can people interact with you online?
1: So we ha- have social media accounts. Um, we have an Instagram account at Sports. Um, Same on Twitter and Facebook. Um, And then obviously our website, um, ridetracksports.co.uk. And, you know, we're really happy to engage with everybody regardless of what level they are. You know, we want to ensure that people understand that this opportunity exists and that we're here willing to provide them with a service um, in order to make it a reality for them.
0: That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Nana, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being on this show.
0: What a fantastic podcast chat with Nana. Honestly, I learned so much during this interview and I'll explain now. For me, the reason for this podcast is to provide you and myself as well education which can help others provide different options within the big world of the sports industry and for me I didn't really know in depth the process of a student in the UK or anywhere but specifically in the UK apply themselves to the American market with regards to the educational system and honestly I really enjoyed this podcast chat because I know it can provide new opportunities for more people at schools who may have the athletic ability, but also have the options to go abroad because the more options we have in life, the more decisions we have, and the more exciting our lives become. And that's something I learned from Nana, hearing his enthusiasm from his experience, but then applied it to his business. And this podcast isn't just about promoting businesses, it's about promoting the values of why somebody sets up a business to help others. And honestly, I cannot wait to see Nana's career journey grow now because I think it is really exciting with regards to the work he's doing in how he wants to help families, help young athletes succeed just with a different route. And that's the key bit from a learning perspective now that. There are just different options. The UK, as we mentioned already, is just a different method of how elite sport is run in this country. In America, it's just different. They use the college system. Um, That doesn't mean if you go to a English university or British university, you won't have the same opportunities. It's just different. And you can still perform at the elite end at British universities. But I would say as a analysis of my interest in American sport, majority of them do go through the college system and then pl- play in those major leagues, the NBA, the NFL and so forth. But just bear that in mind, you know, really, this podcast is about educating you and especially parents as well. Like if you're a parent, listen to this, I hope Nana's answered some of your questions with regards to what your child could do and succeed going to America if it suits your needs and your child's needs I think that's a really important point as well but from a career perspective now I really cannot you know disagree with Nana with regards to getting yourself out there it doesn't matter what area of the sports industry where you want to add value but putting yourself out there and not being restricted um, as he's mentioned, he, he mentioned a really important point that sometimes we need the permission to do something like having a teacher or having a coach to tell us to do something. But really, in the big wide world, it all comes down to our own decisions. And we just have to live with the consequences that come our way from that decision we have made. So if you want to succeed in the sports industry, something I'm learning through his podcast journey myself, after three years doing this podcast show, You've got to have the courage to believe in your own decisions. And on that note, I really do hope you apply what Nana said during this podcast chat to your sports career ambitions today and make it happen and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote. Nana said, get out there because the only person you can truly rely on is yourself. That is the mindset and ownership you need in order to pursue a career in the sports industry.